to the paper finger to the touch screen. Contemplating to go harder, maybe just sing. This beat is fire like a fuel for a Viking. And I'm blocking how the bass is sounding mean and the snare screams. Big dreams of living life off a rap. Eh. Big dreams of money that I can stack. Eh. Big dreams of making me off these tracks. Eh. Big dreams of leaving my coming back. Do I make a boom back freestyle and a backpack? Nothing but samples. I think I'll head to respect that. Make a trap. Make the 808 snap. Lucky EBT. Make a free throw up a SoundCloud. So that they can find me. Make a so I'm sitting here with uh, Philip Smith, um, aka Eugenius. Is it? Do you go by Philip or Phil? Um, generally Phil. Phil. It's not Philip unless I'm in trouble. Okay. <laughs> and if you, if you're, I'm using your middle name, then you're like you're really in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. So um, I met Phil a couple of years ago. Um, playing under his Eugenius project, mm-hmm. and that's probably what you're most known for. Yeah. Um, but you've been involved in other musical projects in Cincinnati? Yeah, I mean, tons, probably in the last like, 15, 20 years. A myriad of different uh, bands and cool. projects. Um, so I guess we can kind of start from the beginning. Um, you know, when you start a conversation um, with somebody from Cincinnati, you know, and you ask where they're from, you know, that has a lot of connotations. Like, are you from the East or from the West? What, what, high, what high school? What did high go? school did you go to? So, <laughs> oh, like, I'm, I'm, I'm out of practice with that because I'm not, I'm not from here originally. But I'm always, like, fascinated by, right. by that. You know, like, these, like, shortcut um, to, like, finding out about people by, right. like, these really superficial things about, like, where you're from and, like, what part of town. So, um, for our Cincinnati listeners, I'm going to ask, uh, where, like, what neighborhood are you from? What high school did you go to? I went to uh, Fairfield High School. I graduated okay. in the year 2000. Where is fair? Where is it? Is that north? It's a northern suburb. Okay. So it's kind, kind of, of like Coleraine? In between Hamilton and Westchester. Okay. Got it. Got it. And is that the Fairfield neighborhood? Like, is that where you grew up? Yes. Okay. The so, neighborhood of Fairfield. Yeah. I guess, so you're going up, that's like you're going up 75, you go... You can, uh, it's usually kind of off... In, in, a little more uh, west. I okay, guess. got it, got it, got it. Cool. So, do you consider yourself like from the west side, or do you? No. <laughs> or are you like fortunate enough to be like straight like north? Yeah, we'll, we'll just say north. North, got it. Got it. Do, is there any sort of connotations that people have from people who are from the north? Um, not really. I mean, just from any like I'm not from the city, so mm-hmm. I I moved to the city when I was, you know, eighteen, mm-hmm. uh, and. So coming from like a suburban, you know, landscape is obviously a lot different than city living. Right, right. Yeah, I, I've met a lot of people who um, kind of are from like Westchester and in and, and that right. area and, and moved to the city. Um, I would say like Westchester is like the closest like uh, neighborhood, I guess, where like where I grew up in Denver. Okay. Um, like I grew up in a suburb um, of Denver. Which is actually a suburb of like a suburb of, of a suburb of, of Denver, and it's like I go up to Westchester. I'm like, oh, like this feels very much at home. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a different world. Yeah. Like sometimes, like I go yeah. back to visit my parents, and I'm like, well, this this is a lot. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> just like yeah, like subdivisions and strip malls and yep. yeah, chain restaurants. Yeah, and... yeah. Um, so so you moved to Cincinnati when you were 18. Um, growing up. I guess, ostensibly, like, in the suburbs. What were some musical inspirations? What were some, like, really important musical touchstones that you came to pretty early? Um, so when I was probably about middle school, 
I had a friend that had an older brother that really got me into like hardcore and punk mm. and stuff like that. And you know, back then there was the internet, so right, we were just kind of going off of what sounded cool and what you know. <laughs> what what year would that be, or what oh. time frame? Whew. I'm gonna say probably about ninety four, ninety five. Okay. Um, How old are you now? I am thirty six. Thirty six. Okay, so yes. we're roughly the same age. I'm yeah. thirty four. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um and. It was kind of a really cool thing to get into at a young age because, like, I I liked heavy music, but I didn't really like, like, kind of fake angsty right. bands that were out at the time. So when we got showed that, I was like, oh, this is this is a whole other thing. So so do a comparison of what the fake angsty bands were and the bands that you were shown that you really, like, gravitated so towards. So the first band that I really kind of gravitated towards was Earth Crisis. Oh my god. Just because that you was went, the first... You went straight. Yeah. You like hit the ma- like main vein of like... It was just someone said, hey, check this out. I'm like, this is, you know, it's it's heavy, but there's no, you know, fake rapping. Right. Or, <laughs> yeah. You know, guy with dreads or, you know. And just like automatically, like, did you like... Did, how did you respond to like the animal liberation, you know, like, really, like, heavy vegan... I didn't really dive into okay. that kind of stuff until the I got ideology older. behind it, It was yeah. just more just the music, like, okay. the sounds. Right. It's heavy, heavy. it's yeah. tight, like... Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, precursor to, like, metalcore heavy. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, obviously that's kind of started a deep dive into that whole world, and then I kind of, you know, I'm... I've been straight edge ever since. Okay. You know. um, so, so some of the ideology did rub off. It did. Yeah. Um, just because you know when you're a kid, everything that you know you hold important to you kind of leaves an imprint on you. So right. That was obviously a a, uh, a big band for me. So I cool. kind of. Did you did you go like deep into the straight edge world? Um, not really. Um, I I always consider myself straight edge, and I mm-hmm. still hold those principles this day. But I never went too deep okay uh, just because i've always been kind of a introvert so Mm -hmm. yeah so i have an interesting kind of take on on straight edge but i I would like to hear um what it means to you um so when when you say you're straight edge and like those principles and values mean something to you what are those um me personally i just don't really for myself believe that i need the the use of alcohol or tobacco drugs you know to enhance my life Mm -hmm. um um, my brain is already wired <laughs> a bit weirder, so <laughs> being enhanced or <laughs> manipulated at any point would probably not be a good thing for society. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a, yeah, um, your, your, your shows are pretty intense, yeah. and so, I, yeah, and, and, like, and, and that is really admirable um, of straight-edge performers who are able to, like, channel that energy <laughs> um, without the assistance of any chemicals right. like i think like you and like john hayes and you know people like that are you know really uh inspirational um so when i was in high school um i also called myself straight edge uh-huh. but it, it wasn't um i grew up mormon okay um and so I, I didn't i didn't drink or like smoke or anything like that because of these sort of imposed upon religious values that I kind of I didn't really f- fully grasp or you know uh, there, there was a lot of like tension between what I was taught to believe and what I really believed mm-hmm. um, but to kind of skirt around that like 
oh, you know, like, oh, you don't drink or you don't smoke because you're Mormon, I, right. I'd say, like, no, I don't drink or I don't smoke because I'm straight edge. Right. You know, because it was a much cooler answer. <laughs> and it is. I, especially when you're younger, you kind of, you, everyone wants something to identify with. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, especially when you you don't want to do those kind of things, it's a lot easier to say, mm-hmm. oh, I'm straight edge. Right. Than, but it also meant something to me. Like, I was introduced to Minor Threat, um... In, in high school, um, kind of like through Fugazi and then okay. like kind of yeah. going back. And, um, and and so there was a lot, I mean, kind of in that like straight edge song that I was just right. like, I immediately identified, yeah. um, you know, where, where I saw some of my peers, um, you know, who were also like into like, you know, the music that I listened to and stuff like that. Um, make their lives significantly worse. Right. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like s- some of those like, um, symptoms of like depression and anxiety like yeah. are not helped <laughs> when you are like you know huffing glue or like that's true you know like, like bl- bl- getting blackout drunk right. <laughs> so um yeah so th- that was something that was um really kind of powerful to me um and then kind of later on got into as as i moved to salt lake city which has like a really um huge straight edge like a really kind of problematic straight edge scene right. but like a lot of friends kind of um, showed me some other bands that I I got like um, really into like Turning Point okay. and like uh, like Bold and like Judge and stuff like cool. that. Yeah. So um, so you were shown at an early age um, like real deal like you know yeah. heavy music as, as like uh, compared to like who who were some of the bands at that time that you would have thought were like you know kind of fake angsty like music well you know like i would say like you know corn okay yeah okay right right new metal bands. yeah yeah so that was really popular at the time yeah Yeah. (laughs) and so it kind of allowed me to kind of you know sidestep that a little bit okay um so i kind of had a weird like middle school high school (laughs) relationship Uh with music because do you ever do you ever listen to that stuff now and you're like that maybe i like judge these too harshly well Funny you say that. The other day at work, I, I my coworkers were kind of like we were having the same discussion. And I'm like, no, sh- show me these bands' best albums. Right, so right. I just want to know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, what's going on. And no, I, I don't think I've okay. done it too All much. Okay, all right, good, good. <laughs> and not not to say that they're like bad, but um, you're sticking to your principles. I yeah, appreciate like, that. <laughs> <laughs> I go. Um, so like. I sort of sidestepped all that as well. I think mostly because, like, um, I don't know. It just, like, I'm, like, the two-year difference, I think, is, like, important. Because, right. like, when you were listening to that and that was, like, happening, I was, like, in, like, middle school or, like, elementary school. And so, like, that stuff was, like, really scary to me. Right. And so, like, I never gravitated towards it. And so then, like, now I'm, like, I have Spotify now. <laughs> and so I'm, like, you know what? Like, let's see what, like corrosion of conformity is all about let's see what like sepultura is all about right. you know let's see what like corn's all about and you're right like some of it like i'm just like wow like dodged a bullet on that one yeah. good, good job ryan and a lot of it there's <laughs> there's truly some really good musicianship that goes into mm-hmm. it it's just you yeah know, kind of clouded in this the, 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 <laughs> the thick those bass lines are like pretty Anx. sick yeah yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I, I i'm i'm always like drawn towards that it's just like ooh, like that sounds like dark and menacing right. like, but you're also like doing slap bass like. <laughs> um, so cool so, so you got really into um, uh, like that sort of like vein of like of hardcore right. um, did you play in any bands were you playing music at that time um, I actually 
my uh, I think my junior year of high school, I joined. The, I started a band. Um, it was kind of like a pop punk band. Okay. Um, and we slowly morphed into a hardcore band okay. over the years. Like, Which I feel like that kind of happens. Like, right. You get better at playing your instruments. Yeah. Like, you you play confident. faster. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was... What, uh, what was that called? It was called the PU Stinkers. Wow. Yes. Whoa. Th- that was like... Was that time when the time when like skate punk was like really yes, big and so like skate po- punk yeah. potty humor was right. like <laughs> something you kind of get away with? <laughs> and unfortunately, I think the name was my fault. Okay, I think I, I'm like that sounds that sounds really cool. Yeah, and I'm like that's one of the things I usually don't regret much. Like mm-hmm. man, I I always say if I could go back and do it again, I'd probably do the same. Thing. Right, right. But that's one of the things I'm like. Maybe I would have th- <laughs> wouldn't try to get a better name. <laughs> Called it PU and the Stinkers. Yeah, it was. Is there anything that exists like, uh, like did you archive it? And is you record anything? There's they're out there somewhere. I don't okay. know where it's at, okay. but it's out there on the internet somewhere. Okay. Oh wow! Dig deep enough. Some my some long lost <laughs> MySpace page oh. floating around there. Jeez. <laughs> um. So so that. And and so you, you you play in that, and then you um, that is a vein of music that you've continued to play in. Um, yes. So uh, I'm most familiar with Husk and Skull. Okay. Um, but are there other bands that you you played with, like in kind of like that hardcore vein or like post hardcore vein? Well, the uh, one of the uh, first bands I started after okay, I graduated high school was called Death or Adam. Okay. Um, and it was kind of. A metal, metalcore kind mm-hmm. of hybrid, um, and I played in that for about th- uh, five years, mm-hmm. um, and it was probably one of the most like the, the founding bands of my kind of adulthood. Okay, got it. So I, I feel like this this podcast is all about defining terms. Um, uh, metalcore also kind of has a. Um, a negative connotation. A ne- yeah. negative connotation. <laughs> but what do you like? What do you describe as metalcore? And like, what are some like important metalcore bands to you? And that's true. Like, being older, I think metalcore has a different, you know, sound than maybe mm-hmm. what's going on today. Yes. Um, like, I'm an emo purist, you know. And, yes. And, and and that obviously <laughs> has like a really like you know yes. negative connotation. And especially yeah. when that change order was happening, oh it was my really God. weird. Like, yeah. oh yeah, check out Fallout Boy. They're emo. It's like, like, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they're not. <laughs> like taking back Sunday, or, you know? Yeah. Like, oh God. So yeah. So what does metalcore mean to you? Um, I like one of my favorite bands of all time is Converge. Um, yes. Which I yeah. just finally got a chance to see them live. Oh my God. Last year, which is embarrassing. That's amazing. <laughs> but you know, stuff in that vein, more mm-hmm. uh, technical. Yeah kind of angular uh mm-hmm. you know stuff yeah like that what what is your favorite converge record my favorite converge record is uh when forever comes crashing nice nice um, early early yeah, converge yeah that's i always go back to that one mm-hmm. and they're all good like i don't think there's really a messed up in their discography but no that's yeah my, my favorite yeah i mean i've i've been um going back to um like axe to fall yes. lately which was um when i first heard i'm like this is so weird but like <laughs> it's really 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 good um yeah converge is one of those bands that has like um stayed with me that i i like i literally think i listened to them because um I saw a shirt of theirs. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, that looks cool. <laughs> and I listened to it, and I'm like, and at first I was, you know, like, 
just like blunt, you know, just like one of those moments where you're like listening on headphones. It's like Jane Doe, right? So like has that like you know like and then just like and like literally think I like did one of those like you know like whoa like back in my chair you know like um yeah. So what are some other like metalcore bands that are um or or like or like to describe some describe to somebody um you know what metalcore is right? So it's obviously like. A hybrid of, of metal and metal hardcore. And hardcore. <laughs> um, but like, what does that what does that sound like? Um, it's usually you know maybe fast riffs, you know, fast heavy riffs, maybe combined with some sort of metal element, like mm-hmm. whether that's in the melody, the guitars, or you know, just the heaviness of the music mm-hmm. combined with you know the punk rawness. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, something like that. <laughs> and so you played in a metalcore band for about five. You said about five. About years? five years. Yeah. Um, and then what was um, what was like the last um, project that you've had that's been in that vein? Are you still like is Huskin still Skull still? Uh no, we doing kind that of broke up. I think a couple years ago. Okay. Um, and just just due to time constraints sure, yeah. and people wanting to move on and do other things. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, Hudson Cool was the last, I think, hardcore project I've done. Cool. So let's talk about this whole other side. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think you're probably most well-known as your, um, under your hip-hop na- stage name, Eugenius. Um, what were some... Um, did you get into hip-hop around the same time? Um, I got into hip-hop real big in high school. Okay. And it was kind of a weird thing because in high school... Especially back in the 90s, there wasn't a whole lot of black kids into, like, metal and hardcore. Mm-hmm. And so when that became your persona. You were the mm. black kid that liked, you know, white <laughs> music or whatever. Okay. And so I always had this other side that was really big into hip-hop. Like, I remember there was this kid named Chris Scott I'm still friends with today that we used to sit in his grandma's uh, the house and listen to... Biggie, Tupac, uh-huh. Busta Rhymes, uh-huh. you know, stuff like that. Tribe Called Quest. Um, and I, I had a deep love for hip-hop mm-hmm. since then. And mm-hmm. it always kind of was there in the background, even though you're you're known for the mm-hmm. black guy that likes white music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and how, like, how was that? Like, did you feel, like, how did, how did you feel, like, being sort of, like, that person, like, who, like you know, liked hardcore music and, and stuff like that? Um, it was it was difficult for... Mm-hmm. Just because you always get pigeonholed. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't really have a place. Like, people on both sides kind of... You're kind of like a sideshow. Mm. Um, but you, you learn to get through it, and you learn to kind of just, you know, love yourself or, you know, and love the things you love just mm-hmm. because you love them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And so with, with the with this sort of side current or like parallel current of like getting into hip hop you mentioned like you know like like Biggie and Tupac and Tribe Called Quest um were those some of like the really like 90s hip hop was that kind of like like really early touchstones for you in terms of like getting into like yeah. hip hop um and like I'm a big Wu-Tang fan okay. uh big like most F mm-hmm. Quali something mm-hmm. like that um and I still listen to those records today. It's mm-hmm. some of my favorite music, cool. and I think still holds up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, when I started Eugenius, I kind of I wanted to do 
hip hop coming out of my brain. Mm-hmm. And when I when I first started, I'm like making this making this music, and everyone's calling it like you know punk rap or noise rap, and and I didn't really get it because I was like, it doesn't really sound like. But I guess <laughs> that's just what happens. Why? Why do you think that label was attached to it? Um, mainly the uh, the live shows. They're, okay. They usually get a bit, um, you know, aggressive. Okay. It can be aggressive. And and, and do you think that sort of came from um, your like punk rock roots? I think so. And it wasn't really an intentional thing. It was just kind of what happened when I when I rapped or mm-hmm. you know performed rap songs. It was just something that happened and mm-hmm. <laughs> I never really put too much thought into you know and, and like do you do you see a connection between like the way that you like approach like you know playing guitar you know for you know like a hardcore band and like rapping and like in producing you know it, it, do you see like a similar ethos in those or is there something that connects those um yeah, I mean, I kind of, and my whole thing when I make music is just to kind of make something that you haven't heard before. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I try to not do the same thing twice. I, if I've already done an idea, I try to do something next, the next song, next album. Um, and that's kind of comes from bands like Converge, which I don't want to, you know, <laughs> turn this to a converge low fest. But <laughs> they've always been, always been a band that's kind of genreless. Like they're sure. they're punk, they're metal, they're you know grind, they're all those kind of things, and kind of in this unanimous blob of music. And I've kind of always strived to make music that kind of fits that. So kind of going on this converge love fest train, but um, I've I've always seen that um, like they they're sort of kind of being all over the map um not as necessarily like this like intentional thing you know as like you know we're gonna do like a grind song now it's like they're just that good right you know that it's just like they can sort of like switch on the dime and they have that sort of like breadth and depth of musical understanding that right. like they know kind of like where they're pulling from and they have um, they have a lot of influences and in mm-hmm. shows mm-hmm. doing the music and I try. I you know I have a ton of musical influences. Mm-hmm. You know, not just from punk or rap. I mean, you know, I listen to a lot of prog, a lot of experimental, mm-hmm. pop, mm-hmm. R and B. You know, anything you could pretty much name. I probably have pulled an influence from. So and and so that that comes into you know your your music. So yes. that that comes in through what through like the production like yeah the producer and I produce all my own songs mm-hmm. and, and 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 do you like. If you could, like, break down, you know, like, a song, could you, like, map out, like, where this idea came from? Like Probably. Like, a, a lot of stuff comes from just either what I'm listening to, like, if <laughs> I'll, I'll put my, my uh, Spotify playlist on shuffle, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'll just, like, oh... That sounded cool, and then something else come on. Oh, that sounds cool too. What if I? What would it sound like if I mix this? <laughs> <laughs> what would be the most surprising? You know, like if if you know you were able to break that down for somebody, what would be like the most surprising? Like you know, inspiration or sample or, or something like that that like kind of would come out of left field. Um, I would say there's a lot of Bjork sampled. Okay, on some of my stuff. Huh. Uh, I've sampled like Brian Eno, uh, John Zorn, uh, huh. various movie soundtracks. <laughs> what what John Zorn do you? 
Uh, a, a lot of like solo like uh, live stuff. Oh my god, yeah. Um, which is That's really awesome. cool. Like, I you know I love experimental like anything. So if I can get like a good like horn sample or anything mm-hmm. like that, it'll That's, it works. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So th- that that other side. So you, you listen to like a lot of like you like listen to like a lot of like ambient and like. Um, kind of like out kind of free jazz stuff yeah awesome and there's it's it's kind of this weird thing where like i'll get obsessed all over something like like experimental jazz and then i'll do a deep dive mm-hmm. for a, a year and then like wake up one day like what what happened Where did yeah that? <laughs> and then it's on to something else so. right right um i i i love like i love when i discover that that um you know this um, this kind of weird textural element, like in a hip hop song or something like that. It's just like, oh yeah, that's just like a yeah, like a Brian Eno, uh, you know, like <laughs> ambient track that like right. I, you know, like boosted the gain and like did a bunch of weird stuff on. Um, I think that I think that's one of the the best things um, about hip hop, and I think especially about like um, younger kids like creating hip hop, where it's right. just like there's like zero filter. Yeah. You know, it's just like. Um, it's just like everything's kind of like at their fingertips and at their disposal. Right, and that's the coolest thing I think about being, you know, alive right now in the musical landscape is like the kids today don't have that like separation that I think we did when we grew up. It's just all free game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and that's really like led to some um, really amazing just like things that. Um, I've never heard before, right. you know, as as somebody who listens to an ungodly amount of music, um, you know, I'll, I'll just get like, a, a, I'll hear a SoundCloud, you know, song mm-hmm. by like, you know, some young kid. And I'm just like, right. God damn. Like, that, <laughs> like, like, that, like, yeah, like that, that makes so much sense what they just did there, <laughs> you know, like. And the cool thing is a lot of them don't even know it. Exactly. They just grew up thinking this is, this is cool. And there's no like that weird hipster thing. Well, oh yeah, I'm making this. Yeah, it's, so like that's a, you know, like no, that's just, a Brian Eno <laughs> yeah, like, in there because I know who Brian Eno is, <laughs> yeah. you know. They, they just, they just do what they like and mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. So when did you start um, performing as Eugenius? Um, yeah, I think it was maybe five years ago. Really? Yeah, I've been okay. doing it for about five, maybe six years. Okay. Um, I also, before I did Eugenius, I had a solo project called Silent Tongues. Yeah, I was going to go there. Um, and that kind of sparked the Eugenius uh, itch, because I'd already been doing like production for that, because it, it was a whole solo thing. I'd recorded three or four albums by mm-hmm. myself, so I was like, well, if I can do, you know, kind of beats or this, mm-hmm. surely I can do hip-hop. Um, I made a whole album based off of Street Fighter uh, samples. Okay. That no one would probably ever hear. Okay. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> but that's also another. Th- that's also another thing that I hear in your music a lot is like references to video games. Yes. Or, like, video game sounds. Yes, I'm a huge nerd. Okay. <laughs> Glad to be established. I mean, that. not a huge, but okay. Me- we'll say medium size. Okay. Medium size Me- okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I made that album, and I was just like. No, this is not it. Um, and oddly enough, I heard uh, Childish Gambino. Mm. That was when he kind of came out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is really kind of interesting. And it's kind of has its foot in, like, mainstream, but also it's weird. I'm like, I could probably do something like this. And that, that was kind of the thing where I was like, oh, I, I can do this. Like, 
if, if someone else is doing it, I can probably mm-hmm. <laughs> try to. <laughs> and so, so, so you've been playing out for about five, six years. Yes. And um, you've put out a lot of music. I I have. I think I've put out uh, uh, two or three EPs, a couple albums, mm-hmm. some mixtapes in yeah. there. And going along with that, you know, your Silent Tongues project, that's also where I hear a lot of, like, other influences coming in. Yes. So you, like, mentioned, like, prog and, like, ambient music. Right. You know, I hear a lot of that, um, you know, in, the, in, the, in your Silent Tongues project. Like, soul, mm-hmm. you know. Um, do you... But And you said that Eugenius kind of, like, evolved out of that. Yes. So do you see those as, like, two separate projects? Yeah, they're definitely two separate projects. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually started a band um, okay. a couple years ago with Silent yeah. Tongues, so that's now totally out of my head and into a practice space mm-hmm. which is good <laughs> yeah and what is what is the um like what is the direction or what is the um the goal for for that for silent tongues uh for silent tongues is just you know making weird music um there's not really again i don't really have a like a specific genre or anything we just kind of play what sounds interesting to us mm-hmm. and that's it. And who's who's in that uh, who's in that group? So we got Drew Chestnut, uh, Simone Sotelo, mm-hmm. um, who were also in Huston School. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And then Tom Thorpe, who played guitar in Death Through Adam, my old okay. old band. We've been friends for eons. Cool. <laughs> and do are each of them sort of like bringing like different like musical like histories and like yeah? I mean, we're all kind of we all we kind of you know huddle in our practice space and just kind of feed off of one another. We do a lot of jamming and a lot of improv and to see what works and go from there. Awesome. So what is, um, what's happening now? Um, what is, what is a project that you're working on right now that you're most excited about? Actually, I don't really have a defined project at this time. Uh, I'm not really playing shoes at the moment. Um, I've just kind of been, dabbling in a lot of uh like composing okay um that's kind of been like secret love i've had in all my life composing for uh movies that aren't movies yeah <laughs> movies that are just made up in my head uh-huh. <laughs> and and so yeah so like doing soundtrack stuff um what do you what do you use um i had a lot of digital stuff uh-huh. um right now that's just what i have available. do you have any any plans for like an outlet for that or is it I'll probably, you know, release something when I have enough, you know, material to release. But okay. right now, I'm just kind of seeing what sounds good. And would that be, like, another another project? <laughs> probably. <Okay. laughs> I always say that, like, it's, it's hard for me just to, like, release one song or just mm-hmm. not have an end goal. <laughs> just not make an album? <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. I, I think an album, so... <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's kind of cool. It's always... There's always an album looming, even when there's not an album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, you you were playing out like a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and one of the things that, especially when I get older, or uh, while well, I've gotten older, is since I don't drink, mm-hmm. the music has always been my social outlet. Right. You know, since I've been a kid, like yeah. all my friends I've had, I've had through music. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's my one way of, you know, getting out of the house mm-hmm. and making sure that I'm being social. <laughs> and so now with uh, with not that many shows lined up, 
are, like, are you, have you found something else to replace that? Or is that just like, <laughs> that's not that important? No, yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's that, or my question is that, is that not that important right now? Um, well, we just bought a house. So right. of course, when you buy a house, you kind of want to stay in that house yeah. as much as possible. So and right now we're doing the stay in the house thing. Yeah. Um, I just got a new job, and I work with a couple friends, so so I'm kind of social when, even when I'm working. So, <laughs> and, and I guess getting older as well, like you know, there's you have different thresholds, and and you know, yeah. being in a relationship, your partner has different thresholds. Right. Of having you know you gone all the time. <laughs> yeah. I understand that. <laughs> and every year you get older, right. being social gets lower and lower. All yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I found that yet, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely like adjusted. Um, It'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> Give that. Um, so yeah, I guess um, kind of coming to a wrap here. Um, is there any um, like projects in Cincinnati that you are really excited about? Anything that you know you've you've um, you've seen grow over the years that you you know you would want to like you know recommend to other people? Or are you just like excited about? Um, tons. I mean. Uh, Cincinnati has a lot of really good acts, and I don't, I know people from Cincinnati kind of get down on themselves because weird thing. We always think that we're you know behind. Why the is curve. that? Is it like a Midwest thing? Yeah, it's a Midwest thing. Okay. Just because we're kind of in the middle of the country, where we're far away from New York or LA or you know hubs like that, where people get discovered, mm-hmm. um, and so we always think that nothing really is exciting is happening here. But there's a ton of really good acts. Yeah. There's like uh, POC, the hip hop trio that has you know a cello and <laughs> right, yeah. dope MC. Like they're really doing something special. Um, there's act like Devin Burgess. He's a really great rapper producer. Um, uh, my friend Evolve, who does like experimental weirdo hip hop. Uh, he's been doing it for years and years and years. Um, there's also, you know, Decide the Day, of course, Robert, mm-hmm. with the uh, noise, break core madness, yeah. <laughs> who's always down to do it for a good cause. Yeah. And if, you, if you would have told me before moving here that Cincinnati was, like, a hub for, like, break core and, like, digital hardcore, I'd, you know, yeah, it's scratch like... <laughs> my head. <laughs> but here we are, and it's amazing. It's tight. We need more yeah. of it. That's... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, I mean, just... I could go on and mm-hmm. on for hours about all the great artists that mm-hmm. I've met over the years. And that's a, the best thing that's come out of Eugene is, I think, is the amount of people that I've met and stories that I've we've gotten to share. Because um, there's really a, an amazing scene here. Yeah. If you're willing to put the time in. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think that is... Uh, I think Cincinnati does not give itself <laughs> enough credit right. for fostering something um, really great. I've been um, really inspired by, you know, those people that you've said um, and, and you know, your work and, like, you know, other, other people's work who are just, like, just, like, on a Tuesday night at, like, 11 p.m., you know, there's just some of the most amazing, you know, music happening, <laughs> right. you know, in this, like, yeah, in, in a place where um, I think the people living here don't give themselves enough credit for making it happen, so. And that was, like, one of the good things about playing so many shows, and everyone's like, oh, why are you playing so many shows? It's like, because there's a lot of, like, that's my way of getting out and seeing good music and making sure 
I'm out, I'm present, because mm-hmm. that's how you find... Yeah. Uh, and, what's going on? Yeah, there needs to be more documentation of, of that, because, yeah, it's... it's um, it's important. Um, I think it's 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 uh, really unique and it's um, really amazing. One last thing is, um, so oh, I've been meaning to ask. So like a lot of um, you know, Eugenius also covers like a lot of like political mm-hmm. um, you know content um, in your lyrics. Um, and I you know I always say that my um, you know I I was uh, introduced to um, you know kind of more radical politics. Um, and you know my decision to become a social worker um, was because I bought like a Boyce that's Fire record when I was like in eighth grade, um, and like read the liner notes, right. <laughs> and and they're like you know like contact this for like a you know Earth First pamphlet or right. you know like, um, and it was like it's funny like looking back like it was all kind of like it was all very kind of like a time and a place. It's like you know anti WTO stuff you know, right. um, so what um, was getting involved in like. You know, two very overtly political um, 